All right, here we go. In three, two, one. Saturday, August 28th, 2022. It's me. It's me. It's your favorite PhD that ain't using his degree. It's Dr. Goose live with two special guests today. One you know and love on the other side of the state, Mr. Fermi. Welcome back to your Anonymous Gamblers podcast. Thanks, Goose. Week zero coming in hot i'm ready for this number two guest my favorite kitty of the day coco we have no bathroom mr fermi we have no kitchen in our house it's a total renovation maybe a little apropos for week zero a little renovation season we have a couple games on the docket here that we're going to talk about and fermi you know it's kind of hard to gauge everything um you know you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. Even for a week zero game, I remember, I can't remember how many years ago it was, but remember Virginia Tech beat Ohio State. Ohio State runs the table, wins the national championship. I don't think we're going to see that out of, any, out of any teams, but we can certainly take a look at the Saturday slate and find out what's moving forward, especially Western Kentucky playing Austin P. I understand that that game doesn't have any national championship implications, but late night, you have Vanderbilt against Hawaii. Again, no late night national championship implications, but Hawaii and Western Kentucky do play each other the following week. So just out of curiosity for me, any anything that you're looking at or anything that you're thinking about going into week zero? Yeah, so I'm going to have a couple picks here. And while you, while you touched on Vanderbilt-Hawaii, I actually like that game. I'm going to take the over. Um, I'm taking over 54 and a half. Uh, we know Hawaii with Timmy Chang is going to run an up-tempo offense. Vanderbilt's defense is not good, um, but I still think that they're going to score some points on Hawaii. I don't love the commute far west, of course, but I really think that could be a high-scoring game. At 54-and-a-half, which seems really low for a Hawaii score, um, they will score on Vanderbilt, but they are not good. I, I have a feeling Vanderbilt could win this game pretty big. Yeah, I, I'm going to stay away from that one, Fermi. I don't really trust anything that Hawaii is doing. Um, <clears throat> I think actually Vanderbilt might, might again, be the one that you really lean on here. You said it was, what, 54? Is that the is that the line that you have? Yep, 54 and a half. Okay, I see. It's actually gone up to, no, you're right. It is a 54 and a half. It went down a point. That's a stay away from me. I would actually kind of look at potentially Vanderbilt minus nine. I really think that Hawaii is going to fall apart this year. That's something that we talked about earlier. I really don't think they're going to hit their win season total. Um, It's going to be a rebuild year, but thankfully Todd Graham's out of there. So uh, respectfully, they can't do any worse. And yeah, I know that was disrespectful. So nothing on Austin P. Western Kentucky. I do want to see how they run that offense. Uh, You know, they lost Bailey Zappi. They lost their offensive coordinator. This is a potentially a rebuild season for Western Kentucky, and especially with what's going on in that game versus Vanderbilt against Hawaii. Let's see what happens here. Is Western Kentucky going to carry the load? Is Hawaii going to be able to put anything up? If Hawaii can't do anything against Vanderbilt, what are they going to do against Western Kentucky? Good questions to ask early. Good things to watch for headed into next week. 12.30 on Fox, Northwestern versus Nebraska. We have Nebraska minus 12 and a half. Over under 51 and a half. For me, for once in my life, I would actually make a pick. And I would say I'd take Nebraska in this situation. I think that they're going to steamroll Northwestern. 
I don't think this is the Northwestern of old a couple years ago where they went, I think, what, like, what, nine and three or, or 10 and two, something along those lines where they had a pretty complete team. I know everyone likes Pat Fitzgerald and I, it, they have a defense. They have no offense for me, none. I wouldn't take an over in this because this could legitimately be 38 10 Nebraska. And I just, it sounds like Scott Frost wants to go fast. He wants his offense to put up points and, and, and get this thing moving. I don't know if the Northwestern has enough on the other side to hit the over because it may just hit a certain point where we're starting to run clock here. I don't know how much Nebraska wants to show, but I think the best option, I'm, I'm not going to personally take it, but I think the best option would be Nebraska uh, minus 10 and a half. Yeah. So I, I'm, I mean, I'm anxious. I'm not going to bet it. Um, I'm similar to you here, but I, I'm anxious to see how Casey Thompson does transferring in from Texas I think he's going to fit the offense really well because um, they like to throw a little bit more than Adrian Martinez um, did. I, I think their offensive coordinator Whipple he's going to he's going to try to get it, the ball in the air a little bit more, which I think may may be better for Nebraska. Um, they tried to Scott Frost op, the the op, read option and option offense and stuff, and it just didn't work. Even with Martinez, they struggled, and a lot of that could have been Martinez, but. Um, in the Big Ten, that's a tough offense to run. So I'm anxious to see how Casey Thompson does and takes grip on the offense. He earned the job, so we'll see what happens. I'm completely staying away from that game. I, I have no read into to Northwestern this early in the year. Not very many humans would want to watch Idaho State versus UNLV. You bet I'll be taking a peek at that game to see how UNLV has progressed. UConn versus Utah State. Uh, UConn doesn't really – I don't think they play anyone. I think they play uh, like Central Connecticut West University the following week, and Utah State is going to play Alabama. So I don't know how much of a read other than just watching and see what Utah State does because they're obviously a better team than UConn. Th- this one doesn't really have my interest for me. Yeah, likewise. Wyoming, yep. Wyoming Illinois, uh, I think Wyoming is bad. Um, I bet on them last year to, to go over their win total, and that didn't happen. They lost their quarterback. They lost their best uh, running back. They, uh, you know, they have no receiving core at all. Uh, Illinois and, and Bilama, uh, Bilama, or Bilama, however you say it, uh, minus 13 and a half for me. I, I think that's the only play. I wouldn't even touch this over. This over is at 43. I could see this thing being a snooze fest. I, Wyoming might not get in the end zone. Uh, this could be just, just as much as like 31 10, which would go under and Illinois would cover. I know that you don't have much on it, but um, an an interesting game to watch on Big Ten Network. Again, I'll be flipping back and forth, probably watching that more so than Utah State and UConn. But if I had to pick a side, it would be Illinois. Yeah, and like like you said, I don't have anything on it. I also don't really like the over, even though it's so small. Um, Illinois last year had, had seven consecutive games under like 40 points. So, um, total, total, of course. So they can go on, like, they slow it down. Brett Bielema loves to run the ball, and it, that just eats clock. And especially if they don't have an offense on the other side of the ball, um, this could be a very low-scoring game. So I'm, I'm completely staying away. If you heard a squeak, that's the cat bringing me a little mouse to play with. And speaking of a little mouse to play with, Florida State is hosting Duquesne University. And Duquesne University is projected to win the, uh, the NEC on this side of the state. And so I think it's the NEC is what it is. I might have the it ability. Is. It is. Yeah, they're in the Northeastern. And they're a tough team for me. Now, 43 points is a lot of points, but they purposely went down there. And I think that, that Duquesne is a competent football team, and they have been for quite some time. 
I wouldn't bet it. I mean, I don't think this is one of those, hey, you know, Duquesne University is going to upset Florida State University. But certainly an interesting game to watch. And 43 points, again, for me, that's a lot of points for for, uh, them to give up because I think Duquesne University will slow it down a little bit. They were terrible two years ago and made a big leap last year, if I remember correctly. Um, The only reason I didn't know this is because my cousin is a sophomore there. And I I hear tidbits about the football team. So um, other than that, I would have no insight into Duquesne. I'm certainly not touching this, but I certainly hope they cover. Here's one that we're going to get our hands on. Both you and I agree, and I'm going to give you the run. Ladies and gentlemen, don't call it a comeback because we never left. Charlotte versus Florida Atlantic. Florida Atlantic, minus seven, over under 59. Fermi, what are we taking? We are taking the over. Um, I like the over 59. Both teams have eight on offense, back six on defense. I I think both are improved on offense and just more veteran veteran leadership, more veteran teams on offense. And I think this could be back and forth. I think this could be a really good game to watch. And I think there's going to be a lot of points. Johnny Ford and Nikosi Perry for Florida Atlantic. I think they're going to get this thing running. Uh, Charlotte doesn't necessarily run the fastest, most up-paced offense, but they do have a a good quarterback in Reynolds, and they bring back their top two rushing backs and their two running backs, excuse me, and their two rushers or running backs, whatever you want to say, it's early in the morning. And they bring back all four of their wide receivers. I think this team will get this thing going. If Florida Atlantic builds a lead, I think that they'll be able to catch up a little bit. If if Charlotte gets ahead early, I trust Florida Atlantic to get back into this game. I know it was a lower scoring game last year, but I agree with Mr. Fermi. I think both of these teams get over 30 today. Put me down. I'm actually going to put my two units on it. For me, two units is 50 bucks. I'm sorry, two, uh, a unit is 50 bucks. So two units for me, that's 100, Mr. Fermi, to get this thing started. And hopefully we can have a little bit of positive headed into next week to get this thing rolling. Florida A&M, North Carolina, uh, I mean, goodness gracious, the the report out on Florida A&M was that they didn't have 20 players and, you know, North Carolina is looking to have a much better season this year, especially with a game against Appalachian State the following week. I don't know, Fermi, I wouldn't take it because I just don't like these large uh, spreads like this, but definitely want to keep an eye on North Carolina. Yeah, I'm, I'm not on it either. They have, a, obviously, a new quarterback coming in with Hal leaving. So this is just a sit-back-and-watch game and see how they look. Uh, nice to have a conference game here. So we have UTEP North Texas. Now, I know Mr. Fermi doesn't know anything about this game, and, and I don't have a lot of information other than UTEP was kind of everyone's like little favorite darling team to uh, to bet on last year because a couple of the guys in the Action Network podcast, they bet on them, which uh, you know does make it certainly more interesting when they have all the accoutrements as in the uh, sound effects and all the music and all the phone calls that we don't have and are trying to get. So um, hashtag jealousy. But, uh, you know, 54 is a high number, to be quite honest with you. North Texas, this is not the North Texas of old that runs this, like, high, fast-paced offense. I mean, this is a ground-first team. I learned this the hard way last year. And UTEP is going to go slow as an ox. So I would say that, you know, again, if there were two plays that I were going to, it would be actually UTEP. I take UTEP plus one and a half here because I think that they can win this game. And also I would go under in this game. Um, UTEP is going to, again, ground and pound this thing literally through the dirt. So I would say I would stay away, but definitely a, a good game to watch, especially late 
The problem is, is that it's on stadium. So if you don't have stadium, you're not going to be able to see this game. One of Mr. Fermi's favorite teams, the last one we're going to end with today, this morning on Coffee and Quick Picks here is New Mexico State hosting Nevada. New Mexico State getting eight and a half, and the over-under is 48. Fermi, Nevada's awful. Are you going to go on your, your New Mexico State Aggies? 100% yes. I'm taking those eight and a half. I wish I would have locked it in during our preview pod. It was at ten and a half. I would have had the hook. So it dipped two points in the last week. I really like New Mexico State in this one um, to cover. And I did lock in the win total bet, so I took them over three. They're, the strength of their team is defense. Jerry Kill's coming in, and he is going to bring a ball control offense. They have a talented young running back that transferred as well. So I think they're just going to lean on the ground, just own the clock. Nevada lost everything. They lost Carson Strong. They have their running back back, but they lost their top seven wide receivers in a pass-heavy offense. They have a new coach. I think they're just going to struggle out of the gate. I think it's a big year for rebuilding and trying to get their feet wet with a new offense. Everything points to New Mexico State being able to pull an upset here, and I certainly want the eight and a half points. So this is my favorite play of the day. We are going to meet again on Wednesday to go over the full week one slate all the way through Saturday and then Saturday morning before the 10th annual Meat Fest. Yep, we will have our coffee and quick picks again. So every single Saturday morning, you'll have our picks and a little insight and some more guests, a couple that will actually be able to talk unlike mine right now. So for Mr. Fermi and myself, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Go out, have a great day, get a couple bets in. And remember throughout this entire season, It's only a problem when you're losing. Talk to you guys on Wednesday.